expectations. The date is November 1st, 2022. The time is 9.18 p.m. Uh, the trade deadline has come and gone, and we are in another week of friends and low expectations. And boy, is it good to be back, fellas. Oh, baby. Oh, another baby. One. Our first guest in a while, too. Our first, first guest. guest. Yeah, we've oh, had... baby, a triple. We got, we oh, got, baby. We got, <laughs> stood up. we got stood up by Philly's friends, uh, and then we had some off time. And uh, we really but, put ourselves out there for for the second mouse boys, and uh, it broke their hearts. Left us at the altar. Left us at the altar. But we, I'll never we do that to you guys. We come back with a banger. We come back with a banger of a guest. We have Frederick with us this week, um, who's who promised to be an electric guest for us. So we we should have some some pretty exhilarating content to to be able to go over and spend a little bit of extra time uh, for unforeseen circumstances in our guest segment, uh, which we'll get to later. But man, is it good to be back. And for those of you who haven't had the pleasure of hearing my sweet, sweet voice over the radio, uh, I'm the commish. They give your balls a tug, you Ted fucker. Sure. <laughs> I'm joined with uh, Babyface Keith. Oh. I drank a beer. I drank another beer. Three beers. Four beers. Oh no. Five beers. Oh no. Six beers. Joined with our super producer, Philly. Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. And last but not least, our super special guest, Frederick. That was a very I long song. Imagine. I get I get ten seconds. I get ten seconds. I told Freddie could pick ten seconds. I just hope Gino and uh had some trauma right there. That's all I hope. Gina's got PTSD. <laughs> oh man, Fred. Well, thanks for being here, man. We're glad you could make some time for us this evening. Well, thank you guys. Uh, hey, this is the group, right? That's what I'm here for. Yeah, we've uh love to see it. I was gonna say it's been a I mean, we're gonna get into this more once we get into the, the special guest section, but uh it's been uh quite the quite the the year for you so far quite the turn and uh how you've this kind is of my, approached this year and, and all of that this is so. my breakout season I'm, um, I'm justin jefferson right now I'm on, I'm, I'm on fire i'm come here to make a statement to put my name on the top wide receiver in the whole league that's what i'm here for I'm trying to put my name out there yeah it's definitely the year of the fred right now i mean you're just just on an absolute roll despite not having released a roast video in a little while just untouchable right now. Untouchable this season. It's great. It's been it's been wonderful having you. Nothing to do with the fact that I lost two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. I'm expecting. I mean, we're gonna get like an 18 minute long roast video after this. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna make up for it. Yeah, at this point, I'm fully expecting like a back dating roast video. Like well, he's got to go back. He's got to go back to me, and then he's got to get cheese from this week. Uh, you know, I was trying to do like an every week reaction and I'm going to try to get back to that. But I do have some projects in my head for like so some future projects out there. 
That's you heard it. You heard it here first. He's got, uh, <laughs> he's got some some stuff cooking in the kitchen right now. <laughs> breaking breaking the news. Breaking the news here on live on the pod. We love to hear it. <laughs> Thanks for giving Walter Cronkite the, uh, the 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 scoop. <laughs> Man, well, Keith, I think speaking of things that we need to to break tonight, we need to continue our record, uh, winning record. Get back. I mean, we're one to zero after our loss, so I'd love to continue this this two minute drill. Uh, and it looks like you have a saucy one for us tonight. You already know. I put uh, put some good work into this one. And, hey, I, uh, I just want to let you know before you get going, I've got a I got a little bit of a little bit of sound I'm gonna put in here. We're gonna try something new. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to throw you for a loop. Correct. So I'm gonna hit play before you go. But it's only two minutes and twenty seconds long. It's a little bit of background music. So you run out, you already know. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> <laughs> DJ in the you gotta house. Sure, you gotta make sure the volume is dialed in though, because it can't drown us out. Usually when you play your, your audio, it uh <laughs> yeah, I, have it. It's, I have it. I have it uh, pulled down. So, All right. um, we'll see. And and I, I, trust uh, you. I trust you, Filster. Warning yeah. to those that have headphones. Yeah. Okay. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fred. I know that we could be, you know, somewhat contentious at times in here, in this space. Same fucking team. Okay. <laughs> Same fucking team. Right now, we are suspending all <laughs> all competition. <laughs> All right, I'm anxious. Yeah, but I, I got the timer, um, and I am I am ready to go. So, um, Billy, I'll give you the countdown, and you can press the play. That works. That works. That works. It's a little loud on my end, personally. I don't know about y'all. It's a little loud. No, it's good on my side. All right, all right, that's good. That's good. All right, so I'm uh, <laughs> kicking us off. Three, two. One, Carter three versus Death Taxes Kickers. Carter three pounced all over DTK. In this one, getting huge games from Kyler Murray and a monster breakthrough performance from Alvin Kamara, who brings in 43. Along with solid album, uh, starting outings from the Cowboys D and Tyler Bass, this one got was not close as nearly everyone on DTK's roster underperforms and they failed to score a 100. DT, uh, Carter three cruises past DTK 131.87. The Johnsons versus the Burglars. The Who's Your Daddy game of the week sees an absolutely monster performance by the Johnsons, and as they burgled the bungholes, Hurts, CMC, and Hopkins led the way, while DJ Moore and the Eagles D added great games as well. The Burglars certainly did not have a lousy day, but solid games from Chubb, Williams, and Cooper simply weren't enough. Johnsons get a Father's Day card from the Burglars, 206-123. Inferno versus the Jets. In a game of the week contender, the Jets finally showed some signs of scoring life, getting good games from their recent trade piece from Andre Stevenson, as well as good games from Tua Tagovailoa and Kyle Pitts. However, the Inferno continue their blazing season as King Henry, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill lead the way. Inferno escapes the Jets' upset bid 156-142. Houseplants versus Skullbus. Another not so close performance sees the Red Hot Skullbus trounce the Houseplants. Despite not Chase and a limited burrow, Skullbus got a historic day from Kicker Folk while Waddle, Cook, and ETN do the rest. The Houseplants continue to struggle to find scoring as Mark Andrews let his, left his game early and Taylor continues his tremendous letdown season. Skull continuing rolling over the Houseplants 160 102. Gridiron Gang Gang versus uh, Kraft's Personal Masseuse. Our game of the week sees the recently struggling KPM get back to their winning ways with a win over the reeling Gridiron Gang. KPM got nice days from Lamar and A.J. Brown, while Gridiron Gang had nice performances from Kirk Cousins and Aaron Jones to compliment Cooper Cup. 
Still KPM just, just enough to get by the Gridiron Gang, 131-129. We love it. We love to see it. And we're back in the win column, 148, 149. Looking, look, looking good here. Looking good here. I, lo I love the effect there. I love the effect with the audio. I felt like Chris Berman there. And you're just muted. trying to elevate the pod here. Just trying to take us to the next level. <laughs> you know, we have so we have one step at a time. We have celebrity listeners now, so we have to elevate ourselves. Uh, we sure do to meet that standard. So it added intensity to it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm here live, so I know if the music stops. I'm like, oh my god, like are you guys gonna make it? I like it. Philly, it, it kind of gave me a pace call. to follow as well. I was kind of trying to follow along, like not. Uh, like uh, as the music was going, trying to like keep pace with it too. So I think that kind of so helped. The me. track is two minutes and twenty seconds, and I paused it about two seconds after you finished at two twelve. So y'all, I mean, we started early, so or we started after you right. started. So. Yeah, we came in twelve seconds under time, so we're looking good here. Um, that is that is a convincing dub for the boys as we keep it rolling on the two minute drill. So. That's we'll follow that in the uh, low expectations, things you love to see column. Yeah, and that rolls us right into uh, some some big news from this week. Obviously, the tread deadline ended today, and that, that kind of feeds into some some waiver wire targets that we have and some potential drops that have been affected by the trade deadline. And uh, Keith, I think you had some you have a great, great addition here for the start, and I'd, I'd love to hear your take on it. Yeah, absolutely. So my addition for this week, I'm looking at Jeff Wilson. Um, the the trade to Miami, really it sees him in a, a pretty similar situation as what he was in in uh, San Francisco. He's still going to be um, probably the second fiddle to Raheem Mostert, but I think he's got a higher floor and therefore a higher ceiling in the Dolphins' offense. Um, and also, I think it'll probably be closer to like a 50-50 split as opposed to Christian McCaffrey. Like if he's healthy, he's he's getting, you know, 80 to 90 plus percent of your snaps there. So um, I'm looking at Jeff Wilson here. The Dolphins offense has been very explosive. Um, they are clearly, you know, committed to throwing the football. But I think as especially as we get later in the season and into the playoffs, um, you're going to see the ground game become more important. And I really like uh, Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins here. Um, so he's currently available in our league. Um, he's had some pretty good performances for the 49ers in relief of Elijah Mitchell. Um, so I think this is a good one. He's at least worth uh, stashing on your roster right now if you are a team in need of a running back or if you've got running backs coming up on by here. Yeah, I was going to say, I think uh, I like this one as well. I mean, obviously Mostert and uh... – Wilson were together in San Francisco the, the last season, um, and they had a really good one-two punch dynamic there too. Mostert hasn't been the most, uh, at least historically, hasn't been healthy for, I think he's probably missed games throughout his entire career. Um, and so, I mean, if he stays healthy, that's great. Uh, if not, Jeff Wilson is going to be right there to pick up the slack, and, and he's very capable, as he's kind of shown this year with the 49ers already. Um and he could also be like that, like a third down back potentially even too. So I think this is a good one, even even just a stash because uh, this offense likes to move the ball around a lot. And I think he could get some real good opportunities, um, even if they go up big. So I think yeah, Jeff another Wilson, thing that I saw um, on Twitter today after the trade was announced that I actually didn't really think about on my own was, um, you know, he's coming from San Francisco. Uh, he's already familiar with the system. Mike McDaniel was the offensive coordinator in San Fran. Um, so he's going to be very familiar. It's not going to be a situation where 
you know, like James Robinson going to the Jets where you got to kind of ease him in and see what he looks like or CMC to the 49ers where, you know, they got to get a hold of the offense a little bit. So, um, you know, this is one that, hey, if you if you pick him up this week and stash him on your bench, nobody would blame you for it. But also, I mean, there might be a decent reason to start him if you're in desperate need of him. Absolutely. And I think the next one is not trade related uh, that I have written down, but I think a, a good option as well. Uh, I was looking at Rondale Moore from the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Arizona Cardinals passing offense is uh, looking like it's coming in, finding itself. Uh, if we're looking at the past three weeks, or I guess past four weeks for Rondale Moore, in three of those four games, he's gotten eight targets at least and had seven, uh, six receptions in one and seven receptions in the other two, uh, getting double digits in three of the past four games. Um, and I think part of that can probably be attributed to um, to D-Hop coming back as well. And that's probably part of it. Uh, A.J. Green has kind of been phased out uh, of that offense. Um, and so Rondell Moore is is clearly the number two. Greg Dortch, again, kind of irrelevant. And I think Rondell Moore will be a good option going forward, um, e- even just because of his target volume alone. And as long as Kyler can stay off of Call of Duty at the right times, I think I think Rondell Moore should continue to see some good production uh, down the stretch. He's got some nice matchups. Yeah, I added in here. Um, so uh, quite quite a few folks uh, looking at the um, the waivers. There's there's a lot of people on the waivers that um, we could spend probably 20 minutes talking about um, all the different options on there. There's there's quite a few folks, especially considering that we've had so many injuries um, and with the, with the trades and the way that's kind of shaken things out. Um, you know, you have some crowded backfields. You've got some um, more crowded wide receiver rooms, which may help. So uh, I'm throwing out here. Um, I, you know, these are uh, kind of boomer bust for me, um, folks. But Darnell Mooney, um, the Bears just added Chase Claypool, and their passing attack is not good. Um, but what could help their passing attack is adding another receiver that's a threat. Um, I don't think Chase Claypool is fantastic. Um, but he's a, he's a more of a threat than Nikhil Harry. <laughs> um, and that in theory should lead to, um, you know, a little bit more for Darnell Mooney. Uh, if you're the only guy that's worth a damn on your team, you're going to be double and triple covered and that's going to, it's going to be difficult to get targets. Um, so I'll look at him. The bears have also been going running back by committee. Um, as someone who's flirted with this man quite a bit this season, uh, Kilo Herbert, uh, is another, a, an, another ad. He could easily be a drop next week. Um, but they seem to be riding the hot hand. And so um, we could go into this week's game and Khalil Herbert could get all the touches and go for 115 yards um, where he can get no touches. And uh, David Montgomery could be that person. So uh, again, some boomer bust. Lastly, I have the Ravens receivers. Um, uh, Rashad Bateman's out uh, with foot injury for a couple weeks. Um, they spread the ball around really well. Uh, Mark Andrews is the big target on that team, obviously. Um, and I don't know that you're going to get a wide receiver one performance week in and week out from any of these receivers, but, um, uh, Devin Duvernay and, uh, Demarcus Robinson are two folks that I think, uh, if you are struggling with your bye week and you need, uh, kind of a cheeky little ad to hopefully get you through, you might get four points. You might get 15 points. Um, but those, those are probably your top targets. Again, though, if you look down the list, there's a ton of people that are filling in injury prone positions. Um, and you really could don't pick up Robert Woods, whatever you do, don't pick up Robert Woods. 
Um, and I think you'll probably be okay on the waivers this week. I would say a cheeky one with that Ravens one could be uh, Isaiah likely as well if yeah. uh, Mark Andrews needs to miss time. But uh, as we're adding people, people get dropped. And I think uh, this first one is probably a great one to, to start with, Keith. <laughs> Yeah, um, well, we suggested this one a couple weeks ago. Chase Edmonds, um, Austin is currently rostering Edmonds. Um, I, I'm just I'm not high on this one for a couple reasons. Um, number one, going to the Broncos that is a significant um, that is a significant downgrade for him as far as for Chase Edmonds that is as far as um, you know just the quality of team he's on. You know, he had some value being on the Dolphins. We talked uh, being on the Dolphins as we talked about Jeff Wilson, like the uh, the Dolphins offense is just better. So inherently, even if Wilson is the backup, he's going to have a higher floor because the Dolphins are a better team. Um, now, Chase Edmonds has a lower floor on a worse team. Um, and plus, you're it's it's a very, very crowded backfield. Um, Nate, uh, Nate Hackett has already come out and reaffirmed that Melvin Gordon is still the starter. You've got Latavius Murray, who's probably the favored goal back. Um, and really that just leaves, you know, maybe third down pass catching roles. And, I, you know, with the way the Broncos offense has looked, I'm not betting on them to convert a lot of third downs. And if they are, they're probably looking past the sticks to, you know, wide receivers like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, even uh, the Greg Dolchich um, kind of emerging at tight end there. So, um, really do not think, um, that there, there might be some reason to be excited, but I don't think there is any, I just think, um, it's a downgrade as far as the roster he's going from to the one he's going to. Um, and you know, uh, and we mentioned it in the two minute drill, uh, cheese is kind of reeling here. He's got to, he's got to string together a couple wins to stay in that playoff picture. But, um, right now he's, he's firmly in, uh, and firmly in the hot seat, um, with what, four or five weeks left in the season. So. Got to get rid of Chase Edmonds, in my opinion. I've got I've got some more some more free fantasy advice for Cheese. Funny enough, and uh, this could be for uh, maybe I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, hypothesize with this. Uh, but the other one I was kind of surprised that I saw was rostered was Marquise Goodwin, and I think if I'm making a hypothesis for this educated guess, it might be because uh, he saw that DK Metcalf was questionable and could have missed time and then Marquise Goodwin could have easily slotted into that role. He did have a good game, The I guess it was like two weeks ago now. Um, but at the same time, I just don't think he's worth rostering it. I mean, he's he's been on the field last week was 40% of the snaps. He did get five targets, four catches, but it seemed to be just kind of a check down role. He only had 33 pass yards um, for seven points. So he's close to his projected range, but he's not going to be enough to get you to win you fantasy games. and. Like uh, like we kind of talked about before, there's lots of really good options this week on the wave wire, and so probably better off dropping him and and uh, looking for a different better options. Rondo Moore, uh, any of the, I mean, you could risk it for any of the the Ravens or or even uh, not just Claypool, but Darnell Mooney, like Philly said. So yeah, my 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 recommendation for drop of the week, Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, and I'm gonna um. Two, two quick ones, um, both Patriots, uh, Taquan Thornton and Damian Harris. Um, uh, Thornton had one good week and has not had a good week since. Um, you know, 23 points, great, but um, it he's put up like four two-point performances and one 23-point performance. 
So you tell me what he's going to do on any given week. Um, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson's the guy. Uh, Damian Harris is a change of pace back, maybe a couple passes out of the backfield, but the volume's just not going to be there. Um, you know, even with some passes out of the backfield, PPR, it's just the volume's not there for him um, to uh, to usurp Ramondre Stevenson and, and for really uh, there's some better running backs or, or better receiving threats uh, depending on what you're going for uh, on the waivers. So uh, those are drops. I would say, yeah, Damian Harris. Really I feel like we mentioned Harris a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. now it's now more true than ever. Um, it's the backfield belongs to Stevenson, and I don't think there's any reason to believe, unless Stevenson gets hurt, that Harris is going to be worth much uh, um, to anybody at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, I think missing time really, uh, really hurt uh, Damian Harris's place in that backfield, and I think that's more evident than ever. And shout out to Joe for. Uh, taking them off my hands for me so <laughs> quick quick question here when do we start having the keenan allen conversation oh <laughs> that's a that's you a know what i mean like it's been i'll give you keenan I... allen for aj brown <laughs> <laughs> what if a, i think even trade if you ask me <laughs> if i was you i would drop him and pick up maybe justin fields honestly look at justin fields last games 20 points 20 25 30 i'm just saying like keenan allen like he's played two games 13 points total. At what point do you think, for you specifically, when do you start asking yourself, all right, like, should I just... Is it two weeks from now, three weeks from now? Here's the problem. You're talking to a guy who just won his second game. He's on a high. (laughs) His team is invincible. He's on the rise. He's on. Philly, Philly, what what the fuck happened to What's going on here, guy? AMC stocks right here. Why don't we just... uh, Everyone here on this show right now got to win this week. Why can't we all just be happy for a second? That's that's uh, true. That's true. uh, You know, in in all honesty, I... um, I went. I had. I had truly considered dropping him the week before the buy, um, and then he ended up playing the week the week before the buy, and I was like, oh, he's probably not going to do anything. That's why I kept him bench that week. And um, honestly, he's he's just a guy, especially now with Mike Williams hurt. He's he's a guy that is worth keeping at least in, for a week or two after the buy. Um, Simply because, I mean, with, with no Mike Williams, um, Herbert's going to go right back to Keenan Allen. Um, and, I mean, the, he, he started very hot in that first game that he got hurt. I mean, he was targeted like four times in the first quarter, um, and he caught all four passes. So it's like you know that if he's healthy, the workload is going to be there. And now I think more so with Mike Williams being hurt for the next, you know, three, four weeks with a with a leg injury. So, I'm going to hang on to him um, if for no other reason than my stubbornness of using a second round pick on him and um, just would not feel right about uh, dropping him for nothing. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But. I think that's the right answer, honestly. But I think, like you said, in two, three weeks, if he hasn't played, if he doesn't play, that's when you're going to start asking yourself. Yeah. If, we, if we get to the point where Mike Williams comes back and he's still not playing, <laughs> we're going to have real problems. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting on. thing, too, is we're running into like the time of the time frame right now where there's a lot of folks that are injured and some folks going on IR, which means they're out at least four weeks. We're, have, we're hearing some people that are going to be out four to six weeks. You know, we're, we're at a peak point in our league where you could stash them for the playoffs, but if you don't have the, the roster to get to the playoffs, stashing them for the playoffs doesn't matter. So at what point do you kind of cut your losses and say, hopefully I can get this guy on waivers later. 
uh, or make a move for him. Keenan Allen being a more drastic example of this, but um, like Hollywood Brown, for example, or or just go look at Mo's bench. <laughs> Mo's entire bench <laughs> is on IR or is injured or is on a bye, which or is great for me this week. Or is Derek um, Carr? I, I, and I would say, like at this point, like you know, I've been I've been listening to the podcast, and you guys, you know, you guys keep saying yeah, like it's Kiefer. early, it's early, it's early. But you know, at this point, it ain't early. Like we're right. we're no, we're, we're seven games eight. in. We're week eight. I'm about to send out the poll for the next coaches poll. Um, <laughs> you know, if I don't win the next four, and if I don't win the next four, you know, probably not making the playoffs. And even at six well, and six, you probably not at this point, anyone who's Who's thinking of the playoffs or is trying? I, I would say just take it one week at a time. Get that one win. Who cares about next week? Just get the W if you can. Right. Win now. But uh, this is going to take us right into the reason that we have Fred on the show tonight the Groovy Tony Jadakiss guest of the week. Uh, I don't have it. My favorite. Billy doesn't have it. We'll, we'll get oh, baby, I'll triple. We'll, we'll I tried finding it. Eventually, there will be a soundbite here. But, Fred, <laughs> thanks for being here. Uh, we have a few few pieces that we're going to do with you, uh, segments that we're going to do on in, inside of the, the guest pick of the week or the guest of the week. We're going to do some quick-fire questions with you. Oh. We're going to do some interview questions, uh, just kind of some general ones. Um, and then we're also going to obviously get your, your predictions for uh, this upcoming week. So it, it should be some pretty fun ones. Uh, we will cycle through the questions, Philly, this time. Uh, not like last time where I did not. <laughs> you the questions. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm a, I'm I a think, little I think nervous. What's setting is Sam would have just kept going if nobody oh, yeah. said, Sam <laughs> oh, yeah. like, ask all 30 questions. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have. We were just gonna be here sitting here twiddling our it, thumbs. The, like, the worst part is we 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 talked about it, we said we're gonna rotate. <laughs> and yeah. Sam said, actually, <laughs> y'all are gonna rotate. Y'all thought this dick. If, if y'all can, if y'all can fit in, if y'all can get, <laughs> get through, we'll ask these questions. All right. Well, are we ready to to hit this, fellas? Yeah. Billy, I'll give you the honor of starting. All right. You ready, Fred? As ready as it can be. Let's do it. All right. Describe your style in one word. My style is that what you said? Yep. Okay. In one word. Uh, unique. What is it's a good really. code name for you? Tejas. What is in, one of your... English, please? <laughs> That's Texas, but in Spanish, Tejas. What is one of your nicknames? Oh, okay. Uh, Fede. It's like Federico, you know, but it's the first part, F-E-D-E. That's close family right there, Call. So if you ever hear someone call me Fede, they go way back. Okay. All right, Fede. <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing you regret spending money on? Uh, I was going to say FIFA 23, but not really. Uh, maybe the five other fantasy leagues I'm in. Mm. <laughs> what movie do you enjoy quoting the most? Uh, Borat, because I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Would you rather... You have- castle. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have fingers for toes or toes for fingers? Ooh, I think I would say fingers for toes. I hate feet. My feet are gross. So I think feet are gross. It's also a pop tart, like a, a ravioli. 
What is the ravioli? I would say no. Pop Tart is American. Is American, so no. Uh, What is something you are unbeatable at? FIFA 23. If you could get paid to do anything, what would it be? Uh, Those video messages I send every week. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever gone viral online? (laughs) No, not yet. I hope never, honestly. You guys got too much ammo at this point. <laughs> what is your favorite board game? Oh, uh, Settlers of Catan. Do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely, yeah. I'm a spiritual man. What is your guilty pleasure? Ooh. Uh, oof. <laughs> uh, Come on with that. <laughs> I was like, oh. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> 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 Which celebrity annoys you the most? Oh man, you guys are, you know, like, am I trying to be too real, or like, am I trying to? Uh... Honestly, I, it's it's easy. It's it's. Uh, I think it would be what celebrity is it? Is it Kanye? It might be Kanye. I'm pretty sure Kanye is moving up a lot of people's. <laughs> <laughs> What world record do you think you have a shot at beating? I take it back, Jada Prinklet, and I would say um, mispronouncing the most words in a row in a sentence. Like Jada Prinklet? Is that what? Yeah, whatever her name is. Screw her. She ruined Will Smith. You said Jada Prinklet. Her name is Jada Pinkett. My man's coming out hot right here. (laughs) She ruined my man, Will Smith. I hate her. He's already started on this world record. (laughs) What object do you misplace or lose the most? Uh, I would say probably my not my wallet, maybe my AirPods or my keys. What is your last Google search? Am I gonna pull the Gino and look up and like? Do I really want to say it? Oh, I looked up cheap whiskey. There you go. <laughs> uh, what is the weirdest thing your pet does? Besides lick her booty hole, I would I would say look at me while she looks her booty hole. Context. What is the strangest thing you've ever seen while walking down the street? Walking down the street. Oh, I saw uh, for my my twenty fifth. My Uber never showed up, so I had to walk like two miles through downtown Jacksonville at like two a.m which is like full of like homeless. And um, so what I found interesting was that I walk, I was walking with a big like pizza and they did not care. They were, they were drinking, they were partying, man. They had a speaker. I saw a homeless guy with a speaker and a bottle of vodka. I thought that was pretty surprising. <laughs> the rock or stone cold? The rock. Let's go. Would your 12 year old self think you're cool? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know what football is. Oh, that concludes rapid fire questions. Wow, that's pretty nervous. (laughs) Now we're gonna now we're gonna get into the the actual hard hitting Walter Cronkreef interview questions. Uh 
I'm a Lorelai fan. If you were going to ask me about Gilmore Girls, I was. I was, I was actually going to tell you my my wife is in the next room and she's almost certainly watching Gilmore Girls. Oh, it's fall season. I get it. I'm with her. <laughs> I, I'd be a liar if I said I don't like sit in there and get get a few licks of the episodes in, and I'm like, I'd be asking her like, "Yo, why is this? Why is why is Lorelai's mom such a bitch?" Like, <laughs> I'd be like, "Yo, is Lorelai and Luke still dating?" Like, I'd be I'd be asking her. I get into Team it. Luke, I, baby, I you already you. know. I like it. I like it. I'm just trying to get cozy under a little blankie tonight and watch some Gilmore Girls. <laughs> when it comes to TV and movies, like when people say they like obscure stuff, like. I'm like, you like what you like. Like, who gives a shit? Now, if you if you're out here like jacking off penises in your booty hole or something, then I'll be like, hey, that's a little odd. But you know, TVs and movies, do whatever you want. Watch whatever you want. My line so, is so just to be clear, the Gilmore Girls good, gay bad. <laughs> that isn't what I said. <laughs> no, that's not what I he said. He says jacking off penises into booty holes is bad. <laughs> I said that's odd. <laughs> There's a difference. I said that's I don't know odd. where you watch that, but that is an Putting odd words in my mouth and trying to get me canceled. All right, so just relax. Keith is obviously on the darkest parts of Reddit. <laughs> that's what you get for opening the links that Norbert sends you. <laughs> Honestly, the shit I get from Reddit on uh, the shit I get from Sam on Reddit is. Weirder than yeah. anything we get from anybody. Yeah. Uh, Commission has <laughs> found a dark corner of the internet that I, I don't ever want to be a part of. Yeah. Well, I, you're I, welcome. I, I, I do not want to know like what your actual feed looks like if the the snippets that I get. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If what you think is shareable <laughs> is that extreme, <laughs> it's like eighty percent cats and like twenty percent dark humor. <laughs> Keith can attest. How much is like not safe for work? That's the real question. Mm, like less than five percent. I would say, yeah, like maybe one in every two. Too dirty. Too dirty. Too dirty. <laughs> but the nice part. But the nice part is, is Reddit, Reddit. Reddit gives you the NSFW warning, so you know you don't even have to open it. It's true. If you want to save it for later. But this uh, great to. I don't know. Do we want to? Do we want to cycle through these questions as well, or how do you want to do these, fellas? Sure. Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. Keith, you want to kick us off for this one? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Fred, I said at the top of the show, you've been one of the more exciting folks. It's it's the year of the Fred um, this year and low expectations. Um, and one of the most one of the funnest parts is you kind of just embrace and embracing that villain role. So, how does it feel to be the lead villain this season? Honestly, it feels much better than last season. I don't know. Like, it's it's way more fun. I like pissing people off. I like being rude. I don't care. It's <laughs> hilarious. If it doesn't affect me, I find it funny. <laughs> That's my type of thing. But honestly, I don't know. I just like being involved. I like being involved in the group, finding my role. You know what I mean? Like, it's interesting to think of us like uh, we're all competing against each other, but we're trying to find our role like we're a team. So I think I found mine. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Carl took me under his wing, so I'm helping him out right now. But I think he's in the rice too. So, <laughs> have you? So, uh, kind of a sub question from this: When when you started your rise as villain, did you reach out to Carl and get any tips on best practices for being a, a villain in 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 a fantasy football league, or is this just natural to you? No, no, not really. Carl, he is like, uh, he's the one guy that I like. I don't know. Me and Carl, like, we have we talk. I'm just going to say that. We talk. We have our conversations. 
But no, I think it was honestly like you guys don't understand. Like even throughout the summer, even throughout the off season, we were talking on the sleeper app. And every time I wanted to open that stupid app, the first thing that showed up was that I lost the finals by 10 points. Like every single time. And it pissed me off. Like I was so mad. That's why I never talked all summer because I'm like, I'm not talking to you guys till this thing updates and it just says zero. Like no players, nothing. I was, it would, dude, it would be like July and it still said it. And I was so over it that like I think that was that really pushed me off. And I think the first podcast when Keith said I was not active, I was just like, all right, I'm over it. It's over. So really, we can thank Keith for. <laughs> For, for this, <laughs> I feel like the dark Brandon, like just you just created a villain here. This is great. The league, the league is better for it. So honestly, I regret nothing. <laughs> You're like a PC Vince McMahon. You made a villain, but we needed one. <laughs> I'm I'm Vince McMahon without the paying off. <laughs> That's why I said PC, PC, PC. Um, so obviously, the the videos have been a big hit. Um, well, for for people not on the receiving end of them, uh, I think we I think we talked about them before, Kamish. But can you um, can you kind of go over what they are? Or Fred, do you want to go? Sure. Go yeah. Over what they are? Let me let me let me try and Fred. If I if I don't do this justice, feel free to give your own uh, review. Uh, yeah. this as well but ultimately uh i think i don't know how this started but ultimately it was like we were chatting through something i don't know fred if we were in the in the group chat or if we were just texting back and forth uh but we had come back and we we're like fred you should, i was like fred you should do like reaction videos uh to like either the like to the league uh, or things that have happened in the league and uh fred really took that to heart um <laughs> He took it in a direction that I was not expecting, and it became from a reaction video to it was just like a weekly roast slaughter of Fred's previous opponent, um, and uh, it really just it took on a a, a a brain of its own, really, uh, and it it's a compilation of you know Fred dancing to uh, video clips to dubs to you know Gino. Uh, video tracked onto Tom Brady dropping a football, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's so much that goes into this. And, uh, I'm sure Fred puts in a lot of effort and, uh, the content is just really hilarious of you just roasting whoever he played previously until he went on a, a brief hiatus, but we're told that it's coming back. So, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, basically, like you said, you, you like brought it up. You, I think you guys brought it up, uh, y'all three in the group chat. And I was like, yeah, no, like, why not do it? And basically, my whole idea behind it was I think I said it like early in the season that this was, uh, my Ruxin era, like from the league. And I was like, what if Ruxin actually sent video messages like in the show, like what he would do? So, yeah, that's why I feel like I could never go viral because you guys have a lot of ammo on me because <laughs> there's things there said that should have. But it's the same thing. It's an intro. It's either going to be an intro with just like a, the thesis, like the message, or it's going to be like uh, I remember this one of them where I forget who it was. I think it was Anthony Big Fern. I think he was trying to mock me early in our game, like the first 30 minutes. And he was like, thank you for benching whoever. 
So I like put that in the background and I put like dramatic music or whatever. Um, so I don't know. I just like uh, whatever someone sends me. I have like basically on my phone every week. I just write little notes, little and things that happen. This is and these videos are going to be why Fred can't run for public office in a few years. Um, that I mean, I was I was already thinking about this the other day. We were gonna pull it up but i realized that you've had those videos on like private or it was like share only link and i was like ah fred fred wants to make sure these videos don't get out right <laughs> <laughs> can i play can i play a can i play a small clip of one of them you can play it. i honestly don't care i think i'm I just gonna care, i'm gonna care uh, more is the cursing that's it oh yeah i mean no one no one gives a shit about cursing around here let's um, all jack off and jerk off this way and that way and <laughs> Um, Go for it. All right, let's uh, the Gino one. Just to be the Gino Boston, one. Let's do this. Share sound. Share, and then let's go. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's let's go weird. here. Uh, I think we gotta go. There you go. <laughs> So I apologize, but I wanted to make sure I brought this special Gino episode because for God's sakes, I've been looking forward to this for the last two weeks. So you know what? Fuck you, Anthony. Fuck Chelsea. Fuck all your teams. You're trash. You had the best chance of beating me out of all these freaking boys. They get sucker. And stay tuned for after the ending. There's going to be a little special video for one of you guys. <laughs> I think you guys know who it is. The Mets, the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from Boston, please don't beat me up. Oh god! Is it, uh, if, if you if you can't see this right now, it's a clip of teams from Boston getting beat in championship moments. Uh, it's basically like. Several Patriots games, several, uh, it's been a Red Sox game, another Red Sox game here. It's every bad moment in Boston fans, like, history, basically. <laughs> All to insult our good buddy Gino, and then for the visual learners here, I'm going to finish it off here with, uh, <laughs> with the coup de <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's Tom Brady dropping the Philly special play with Gino's face superimposed over him and a W on the ball on the on the ball. I did that mostly too because I'm a big Yankees fan and I know Gino's a big Red Sox fan, so I was just like I'm gonna I'm gonna dig that in there a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. Would you say that if you guys was... didn't realize I won that week, so it was a good week. <laughs> Well, wow. <laughs> would you say that that was your favorite video to make the Gino one? So far, so far, I thought like I, I, I had that since like day one. Like the moment I was playing him, I already knew what I was doing. 
Just need so to I, I have a, I have a secondary have, question. Let me, let me ask you this. Would you have made the video regardless of whether you won or lost? Probably. I probably would have made it worse, to be honest, just to make myself feel better. <laughs> that's, that's like that's like seeing your team lose a game like in like NFL or something and going on Madden and beating the team by like 100. <laughs> on super easy, basically. <laughs> uh so kind of related to both those questions, like your favorite video where your inspiration comes from, you said you took notes all week. When you're taking those notes, are you taking down notes of like the things you want to say, the videos you're going to choose? Because we did, we showed the back half of that just to kind of you know give a little tug at Gino. But the, the first half of your videos are, you know, a compilation of like you insulting somebody and then a perfectly sourced movie <laughs> clip. Like, it, to me, it's it's almost dumbfounding how much time it must take you. Or uh, do you have a, a file folder of all these that you just have already and you just kind of scroll through like, ah, that one fits? Or do you I have keep, a specific one in mind? I keep adding. So like the more I do them, the more I have my file or whatever. But honestly, so what I do, the notes, it's kind of like little snippets. Like I forget who it was. I think it would have been Austin who added he uh, the backup to one of my running backs that was hurt at one time. So like I wrote that down just in case – it worked out or it didn't work out, I would mention it. So I don't always use it, but just little things that were so when I get to the mode, I just like talk for like six minutes, just talk trash. The dances is because I'm like, I need like 10 seconds of just like figuring out what I'm trying to say. And then basically I cut the snippets and then the memes, like I kind of have an idea on it, but honestly, that's what really makes it take longer. Cause I'll have one meme or one scene and then like Almost at the end, I always think about something better. So I'm always like having to change the context about mm-hmm. everything. But it kind of just kind of flows together with what I'm like thinking at the time. I always say like in my head, I'm going to do this. And then I forget the day of, but then I come up with something else. So, Well, it's impressive. No, no, no. However, you, however you swing it, it's impressive. Thank you. And I'm but really it, glad I beat you for no other reason. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I was when I was beating you, and I was like, I, when I had felt like I was secured the victory, I was like, oh, so I'm not like, get, for, like, so like even you. if you made a video, like, I could just know that like the video couldn't be as bad as if it, if I had lost to you. So I was gonna for you. I had in my notes basically. Um, I think it was week two or week three when we were when you actually I wasn't in the podcast, so I wasn't talking shit about Joe. Not this time, Joe. That was not me. But you guys were talking shit about Joe. Um, and then, you know, we brought up the fact that Philly is a little bit mean to Joe. And then you got upset and defensive. And then you were like, no, Fred is a dick out of nowhere. And I was like, whoa, I'm writing that shit down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had that right oh, now. Whoa. <laughs> And that's why uh, the other when I went off on you, and I think uh, in one of my videos I called you out. I said like, "I'm like, if you want to be an asshole, just be an asshole." It was because of that because you were like, "I'm not a dick, Fred's the dick." I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> we're both dicks." And the uh, last question we have for you, uh, you guys, Phil, you want to ask this one? Sure. Um, so you know, <laughs> to uh, to Kiefer's point here, I guess uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, I do feel like, and, and maybe maybe you agree, maybe maybe you don't agree. It seems like you took it serious on your side, based on how much the the loss in the championship stung um, all summer. 
but on the engagement side, like you, you definitely have been way more engaged this year than you were uh, that were last year. What what what's changed for you from year one to year two? Um, you know, do you feel more confident as a as a fantasy manager? Um, and then what what has driven you to really kind of like um, to take roots in the league and, and really kind of just buy into like the shithousery and the shenanigans that we're well, I, I I think my first year I kind of went in it a little like um, shy would be a good word, but more like just trying to see what was going on. I I was just lost. Never sure. done sleeper, never done um, a keeper league. Last year was my first time ever doing keeper. Um, the team that I got from Brian sucked ass, so like <laughs> that didn't help either. So like all last year was kind of like me just trying to get like my shit together like i don't know if you remember but i was like two and six or two and five last last year and i was yeah, like, you, you made a late season charge yeah yeah so i was just trying to like last and then and the thing too is like i knew half of the people like i've, I've known Kiefer, i've known sam i know carl I, i've known anthony but i didn't know the other half of the group so part of me too was just kind of trying to you know get to know people and i felt like um I just this year I came in with more more comfortable and I just wanted to put in a I don't want to be that I I don't want to be that guy that doesn't participate so I was like you know I hate that guy so I don't want to be that guy. Love it. I think I speak for everybody when I say that it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun having um, having you in this spot. I mean, the guy you replaced was um, he wasn't like super engaged. Obviously, as he didn't have a very good team, so he kind of checked out pretty early. Um, and but yeah i mean it's been just it's been it's been a lot of fun and then the video like we've talked at length about the videos but it's just been like super enjoyable having a fully a league full of guys who like all do something or all have their thing and they just make they make it a ton of fun like i'm sure we're all in leagues where like where you know you have one that you're just you suit you care a lot about you get you know you get really into and you've got others that you're just kind of like yeah i'm there just to try to win some money (laughs) i uh I, I I really appreciate it. I, I I believe that maybe you guys mean it. <laughs> I wonder what Joe and Gino think. I remember last year Gino, uh, he was a guest, but like at the end of the season, and he was like, "Sam, what the fuck? Why is Fred in this league? He's not a Sam, and he's in the finals." Oh, uh, and I like being that dude too. So <laughs> I just was laughing the whole time. Where you're like, "Oh, we're thankful you're here," and I'm like, "Ah, for now, for now." No, we'll I, no I, I am, <laughs> and and you know, the Kiefer thing is, you know, it's funny to make it's like to go back on it and be like, Kiefer woken the beast. But I'm, I'm in ways, I'm thankful for that because I do think that kind of like kickstarted you into being like, you know what? All right, fuck it, let's go. Like I'm all in. Yeah. Like and like, and I think we all have a good idea. That, like, like all this exists in the confines of like good banter like i consider it like just really good banter like yeah you know, no, i don't think anybody mean, it's not mean yeah like nothing's mean spirited like even when you're like you know fuck you philly be an asshole like what like it's like i'm just like laughing i'm like watch i'm a kid's soccer practice just like dying laughing watching your videos try not to watch them too loud so the neighboring parents don't help us guy into but like to your point you were talking earlier about the league and like ruxin and like you know i watched that and i've like I've done fantasy before that, and I've obviously been doing fantasy ever since. But I watched that, and I feel like if you if you ever watch the league and you leave watching the league and you don't want to be in a league like that, like it it just seems like so much fun. Like they're like 
there are a group of guys or a, that, a group of folks. That's what this league feels like. That's why, like, yeah. I'm, like, all in. Like, I tell my wife, my wife thinks it's kind of weird because I'm in, like, five <laughs> other leagues. And it's like, you just met half of these people last year through freaking AI. But, you know what I mean? Like, it does feel like the league. We have a freaking podcast. You know, I do reaction videos. I think Joe said it in his interview with Austin. We have the the... You know, Joe has his column. Austin has his ranking articles. Um, I think he said it. it's just like the engagement of this group. It's it's pretty wild, honestly. It's a game changer. It's definitely a game changer. I think that's what really has me like sucked in the whole time. I just want to shove it in your face. <laughs> before before we move on to the, the final section for the guest picker of the week portion of it, uh, if we're comparing people in the league to characters on the show, I think we can all agree that Mo would be Andre. Um, obviously, nose <laughs> <laughs> uh, dick. <laughs> and secondly, uh, to the point where Gino was upset that uh, Anon Sam was in the final. That's that's fine. We all know you should have been a Sam, and that's oh, that's, to- that's totally cool. <laughs> 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 we all know we all know where Fred and, uh, Fred will eventually tell the story but he initiated himself into Sam in a in a laundry room uh one time uh, at a party uh, I'll say that story if I have the trophy with me next time we have the podcast <laughs> there you go. I'll tell you that there you go I think that's I think that's fair <laughs> I hope it, I hope for my own sake that's a really long time before I hear that story but uh, I can hear it when it's time. I also am looking forward to hearing that story. It's a good story. <laughs> uh, can I ask you guys a question? I wanted to ask it here since it's recorded, it's official. Just for this might be a little seed for the future, but I just wanted to know. I just want to know that there is a thing called the Fifth Amendment. So, <laughs> no, that's fine. This is this is this is just I, I needed some clarity. A couple things. Quick questions, real fast. Is there a trophy in this league? It's a uh, belt. Is there the names are recorded in the belt? Yes. Am I allowed to change my name after I win, or do I have to do it before I win? How does that work? Uh, well, you buy the, the plot, you buy the piece, so you can put whatever the oh, hell you right. want onto it. Oh, I can put whatever the hell I want? Okay. If you okay. win. Okay. I just want you guys to know I want to put Sigma Kai so right? bad on that shit. I just want to put my letters in there. He's gonna I know Gio's going to get pissed. Put Sigma oh, Kai in there, dude. You guys will be shamed for the whole of your for the rest of your life. You guys would well, hate me until someone else gets it, and then they replace it for you with you know a uh, more appropriate one. But I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving, baby. I- I'm here to well, win not, it all. Not saying like that, but you know the odds of you winning the league consecutive leagues for eternity are. Uh, so you say when it goes to the next person, they get the belt if they order two plaques and just replace yours. I think, uh, I, I do do think though, I think we should just keep, I think it needs to be sacred. I think the belt needs to be sacred. I do agree. And, and you don't mess with other people's things. So, if you want to put your letters on there, great. Gino, if you don't want to put his letters on there, be better. Yeah. Don't, don't let him win. (laughs) Seems pretty, seems pretty simple to me. (laughs) All right. That was it. That was it. I just wanted to official, I just wanted to future plans. Well, let's get your predictions for, for this week. First matchup, we want you to, give your prediction on is uh the bungled burglar and the magic school bus Let mo against philly it. mo against philly oh oh wow so i'm going straight at it right yeah um sorry i'm just trying are we to gonna do out. quick picks for us after like since so we can record them 
Uh, we're going to do that offline, and we'll okay. we'll post the results. Um, I forgot to I got I got to make us a sheet, by the way, for track. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is actually put them in here for you. Those are uh, yeah, this I don't is know if you can see them. This is a very uh, I think um, cake week for Philly. Um, you know the fact that he has three players in IR that are not in IR in his bench <laughs> says a lot. I think. Um, and he has like four players, five players on bye week. Yeah, it's just gonna be rough. Like, even if he wins, he has to pick up like three players from the waivers to give him like twenty points. Philly, you should, you should be able to take this win easier. Etn is gonna give you some easy points. Um, I think you guys talked about it how he's the only guy there, and I think it showed up a lot. So yeah, I think this is an easy Philly win. Next one we have for you is Death Taxes and Kickers Gino versus Crafts Personal Masseuse. This is easy, baby. Easy W for myself. You already know. I'm not scared of anyone here. Eno who? Benjamin? Who? Terry McLaurin? Who? Justin Herbert? Who? No, this is easy. Like, not, not even joking. It's just like uh, when your two top running backs are Eno Benjamin and Antonio Gibson, like, I don't know. You know, it's that versus Eckler and Fournette and Swift. So I'm just gonna, you know, be a little cocky. I think my running backs, my I think I just think my tw- my team is just better at this point. His only player that's projected to score more is Kelsey, which makes sense. That's a fair assessment. Next we have the Michael Carter three Keith versus Camaro's Gridiron Gang Austin. Oof, this is gonna be this is this is where it starts getting a little toughy tough. Cause I have I have some love for Austin and I have some love for Kiefer. But man, I don't know. So you guys, you guys have said it. I'm a big running back guy. I'm a old style running back guy, and and that's the thing for me now. Camara, I don't know if this last week was something that we're gonna start seeing more constantly, but um I kind of want to give it to Austin just because I'm a big believer in Pierce and Aaron Jones. And, you know, sometimes you got to – not all the favorites are going to win. So I'm going to go in Austin with this one. I see a little miracle happening. I think after this week um, you're finally going to start thinking about dropping Keenan Allen, especially if he starts, you know. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Austin on that one. Next up we have Devonta's Inferno, me. Versus the fighting house plants burn. I don't want anyone to win. I'm calling tie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's possible. <laughs> Honestly, it's Not projecting likely. a tie right now. But mm, no, I think. Um, so well, let's see which. Honestly, I just want to say you, Sam. Sam, like, unfortunately, you are the best player in the league right now. So I'm a. I honestly like how I see it. You're the big boy right now, and uh, to anyone beats you, you're my favorite. You're my uh, Kansas City Chiefs right now. And last but not least, we have the fellows in the Jets, Joe against Heinz on my Johnson, Carl. I'm gonna go with my big boy Carl here. I don't think he wants to get embarrassed and lose against a team that hasn't won yet. You know, so I'm gonna go with my big boy Carl here. Um, doesn't oh, wait a second, McCaffrey is on by. 
Oof. Like I said, my big boy Carl here, he's going to get the W <laughs> easily. Yeah, oof, I, I think Joe is going to pick up four Bronco players. I think one got traded to the Broncos. He might get picked up tonight. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with big boy Carl there. I just realized Sam is projected to win right now, and he's not even starting a kicker. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I mean, it, it's only projected by like a point, but I would imagine Sam will probably drop Jimmy G now that Patrick Mahomes is off his bye, so he'll pick up a streamer kicker. Um, ten easy points. Like yeah, another, yeah, seven to ten points right there. So, yeah, no, I, you know, everyone talks about me. Everyone talks about me, but Sam, man, he's the guy. He's the guy to beat right now. This does, uh, Joe, and I, so I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if I've shared, but Joe's been Joe staying with me this week. Uh, we're going up to, on Saturday to to go visit Philly, um, and uh, we were crunching some numbers yesterday, um, and we should I think after this week we're going to start seeing some clinching scenarios for playoffs. So this is kind of an important week for. Uh, at least like myself, uh, Fern, and uh, Fred, as we could potentially see some some clinches this week. I think uh, I think technically the I think the best Us I could three. I think the worst I could do now. I mean, we have four weeks left. I think right, yeah. So seven and five. Ten, the worst. Well, yeah, we have four weeks left. So the worst I could do is seven and five, and I think the best that. Um, uh that like who was it there's someone that i think like uh any of the three and five teams so gino and austin could be seven and five and i think the only reason that there wasn't a clinching situation this week is because of points four um so i think next week we'll have some clinching scenarios to talk about guys and then uh what that looks like for the rest of the way out because we do only have uh four weeks left of the regular season which is kind of uh, the witching hour for us. So, uh, and you know, I was there, man. Kiefer, you can go on a run right now, man. You can make the playoffs, and then you know, you don't have to play the. I don't know what you guys call it—the toilet bowl, the hot sauce bowl. The Kiefer's already sold himself on this idea. <laughs> I know, but I'm just like I didn't. I didn't say anything wild or out of place last week. All I said was, all I said was things look okay. For be for being in as bad of a place as I was, things look okay. Yeah, you um, could easily be sixth place right is now. Joe, is Joe mathematically eliminated yet? I think so. There's no. Yes. There's no. I don't think there's a yeah. way. Like, uh, I think technically, I have my sheet right here. One second. We all have to tie ten times, or one second. Let me find my notes. No, it's just he has he has eight losses, no he, wins. Yeah, to, I was gonna say. Yeah, he's no. Eight, so so the best to, he'd have to best, win the next four. Well, so the best that Joe can do is four and eight. The worst that Carl and Philly can do is four and eight. So technically, I mean, he would need like all of the help because everyone else would have to lose out completely as well. Mm-hmm. Well, and then he, he would have also to, he would have to he would have to go on a scoring run because he would have to get the tiebreaker and points for but. So the thing is, Joe does have the sixth highest scoring in the league. So technically, he does have the tiebreakers on certain nice. people right now. So is it impossible? No. Is it likely? Like, is the odds of him winning the lottery higher than him like making the playoffs? Probably. Um, so like, like I said, we're going to get some, some really like, – uh, 
interesting situations that could come out. And like I said, these things are going to start uh, ironing themselves out probably this week. So I'm excited. Um, I do want to give some quick some quick results on our on our pick'em from last week, our inaugural pick'em. Uh, I went in our weekly picks. I went three and two. Keith and Philly both went four and one. So congratulations, fellas. Uh, we all three of us locked up our lock of the week. We all went one and zero on that. And uh, uh, surprising, oh, not surprisingly, maybe not, but uh, our dog of the week all went zero and one. So uh, for that, uh, we'll try that's the positive vibe train. We can't talk bad about those positive. Oh shit! I didn't give my award. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that for next week. Um, our sleeper of the week. I thought this was a pretty interesting one. Um, Keith uh, put Alec Pierce projected 9.82. His actual is 9.5. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. I don't know if necessarily a sleeper there. Um, I picked Brandon Ayuk projected 14.53. Actual was 20.10. That's uh, pretty good. And then I think uh, Philly, I'll probably give you the gold star for this one, uh, projecting Taylor Heineke, who had projected 16.4 and an actual of 24.06. So, some some good picks there um for for our sleeper of the week and i'm excited to see what we do i don't know how we're going to track sleeper of the week if we want to calculate that as someone as a winner or not but we can discuss that at a further time but i thought that was pretty interesting and i'm excited to see how we do this week fellas and so stay tuned to next week's episode season two episode eight we'll, we'll go through this again and kind of talk through our stats for this as well Um, I think the, I, I don't think we need to do over under reactions today. I don't know if anyone, if, if we have any, we can do it. If not, I think, uh, we could probably spend a little bit of time talking about, uh, the hot seat though. I think this is a, probably uh, a good conversation as we kind of near, near the faded toilet bowl. I'm also so is it the, seat. is it the final four that make the toilet bowl? Yeah. The bottom four. So, uh, lots of, uh, there's lots that could still happen. Um, I don't think we changed them. Uh, I think maybe we added Gino. I, yeah, we, added, I added, we added Gino. I added Gino for this week. Um, but uh, obviously, got to keep got to keep our main man Joe in the way too early hot seat as he is zero uh, and eight now. Uh, At this point, I don't think it's way too early anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and remove that piece because it's it's definitely the hot seat now. We're we can call eight. it like the. We could call Four it like the, the warm seat, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, the maybe warm seat. Warming up. It's like a I, tepid, I don't, I don't maybe know. tepid. At, at week eight, Joe's sitting at 0 and 8. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a hot seat. It's, it's hot as balls right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, feel, I'm feeling the burn myself. Uh, so I know I know, uh, I know, know Joe's feeling it. The interesting one, so it's it's Joe, Keith, Mo, and Gino that we currently have on the list. And we kept Mo from last week. Um and you know, most of at five and three, he's fourth in the league. Yeah. And we still have him on the hot seat. I don't think it's wrong. Um, but I think it just really speaks to the state of Mo's team that he's five yeah. and three. Um, and Awful. uh, you know, he's got it's his starters. I mean, you know, he's um, he's gonna have a tough matchup with me this week because he's either uh, he has nobody to really run his. Run his actual lineup because his bench is either injured or on buy. Like who do you um, like? Who do you? I mean, it's, well, all his players are good, and they could come back if he, the, if he yeah, can squeak a, into the playoffs. It's really a double-edged sword. I mean, 
it's just like, oh my gosh. I mean, because I mean, the I, think, fact, I mean, I, granted, him keeping J.K. Dobbins is, is still mind mind boggling to me. Like, uh, he's so, be so here's his team for those that at home. His starter is Tom Brady, Nick Chubb, Jamal Williams, Alec Pierce, uh, Garrett Wilson, Hunter Henry, Amari Cooper, um, and then Evan McPherson in the San Francisco defense. His bench is where it gets interesting. Derek Carr, and then Cordell Patterson, IR. J.K. Dobbins, IR. Hollywood Brown, IR. Debo Samuel, out. And this week he's on bye. Darren Waller, out. Um, and uh, for some reason, with... <laughs> with all the injuries on his team, he's he had he's rostering two defenses. He has the Denver defense, <laughs> and then he, in his IR slot, he has Elijah Mitchell. Um, and so there's just a a litany of, of folks that are out or injured. He's got nobody to kind of back him up here. Now, if he was hot at the beginning of the year, so if these guys get if he can somehow squeak into the playoffs, he could be a team that gets hot at the right time. But this we, is we talked about earlier. Do you? Do you risk that? That, that? That's what I was going to say about Mo. And personally, I disagreed last week. And Sam is very um, adamant that Mo is the, the Fred of this year, even though Fred, you know, went to the title game last year. Um, hey, his words, his words, Fred. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I was in the title. I don't know, I he you. was very. I was like, oh, I don't need, I don't need a video on my name right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, I mean, he, he was doing fine when his guys were healthy, and I think if he can just survive these next two weeks, if he's 5-5, if he's five and five, he'll, he'll will most likely, if he's 5-5 five and five in the next two weeks, he will most likely get Debo back. Um, he will most likely get Cordell Patterson back. Darren Waller, I mean, he's a bit of an iffy. Like, if he's, if he's back, who knows what he's going to look like. He certainly is not the Darren Waller of a few years ago. Marquise Brown originally was thought to be lost for the season. He could be back in three, four weeks. Those are the four guys right there who dramatically shift his his outlook dramatically. And so if he's sitting at five and five and he gets two, three of those guys back, he is suddenly a team that can certainly win the last two games of the season, sit at seven and five. And it'd be hard to imagine he doesn't make the playoffs at seven and five. So I think unless he just doesn't get anybody back or there's a worse prognosis than um, than what's expected for any of his injured players, I still think he's in fine shape. Personally, so, especially so because little... you, have, you have Joe and I sitting there with such bad records. He and I are nearly locks at this point. And but so at the end of the day... Just, now he just needs to beat out... Now he just needs to beat out the combination of um, Cheese and, and Gino. To, to for me, this spot. for me this is the thing though. Like you're right, you and Joe have the final two spots, but there's two, there's still another two spots. Like just being, you know, Joe can go freaking zero and ten, and he can still get out of the toilet ball the first round. Like he could just save himself immediately. So I think the the first thing, like always, my whole thing is avoid be the top six. Don't be the top. Don't be the bottom four. And like we've talked about it, like this is every week counts. He's lost three weeks in a row. Um, this upcoming week, it's not looking great for his starters. Um, and and like you're right, he can be fine, but he has to do moves. Like you gotta get rid of one of these defense. Drop Elijah Mitchell. They got CMC right there right now. You don't need them. Put Cordell in your IR and do some changes to your like. 
you cannot just not do anything, in my opinion. If he just sits there and doesn't do anything, he's. I just think he's just going to keep sinking. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But it's going to uh, be uh, the next. The, thing, I think the next two weeks are going to be very telling uh, as to yeah. what's going to happen. He's got some winnable matchups the next two weeks, but if he if the players come back like Keith says in week eleven, guess who he plays week eleven? Uh, Commission himself. All right, play, play so home. I didn't know. Yeah, what is the schedule looking like? That's all. Yeah, that's yeah. So he's got. Um, let me go back to the main schedule. He's got um, next week or this week. He's got me. Um, next week he's got. Keith, and then so let's assume that he loses those two, but he gets these players back. He then goes into a a week eleven meeting with with Kamish, and then rivalry week um, against Cheese. And you would be what five and four at that point. So uh, what what it really could come down to? Five and uh, yeah, he could be. He would be um, five and five. Five and five. Or he'd be either five and six or six and five, most likely. Um, if he can squeak out a win out of those out of the three upcoming matches before rivalry week, he'd be six and five. Um, if he loses all of them, he'd be five and six. And he'd be going into his rivalry week match against one of the guys he needs to beat, which is Cheese. Because because uh, uh, Gino and Austin are still there. They're still like two games behind. Like they can. They can't get out of that situation if they wanted to. I mean, if I if I lose this week, you know that that I'm back at I'm at four and five, and if those two win, they're at four and five too as well. So like it's it's we're still in quite a swing here, but it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, it's interesting. His team is very, uh, like you said, his bench is just like scarier than his starters. It's crazy. I need to look at the. I think he does have a low points for it, though, and I think that's probably what was concerning as well. Uh, anyone have that handy? Let me see. Put up from my phone because I can't do it from my damn. He has the second worst in the league. He's only better than me, eight ninety four. <laughs> so I mean, he and I are the only two below nine hundred. That's crazy. That's real crazy. Wow. Fred, you only have 0.18 points for more than Carl. That is if just imagine if that was what the difference was between going to the playoffs and not going to the playoffs, right? And like that would be pain. Yeah. <laughs> not my problem. No. 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 <laughs> not right now. Not right now, anyways. Hope it doesn't look like it's going to be. So uh yeah, Carl's uh, I was I was talking with Joe and I was like I need Carl to either keep winning or miss the playoffs because I do not want to see Carl on my side of the bracket in the playoffs if it comes to that because uh, his team looks like a juggernaut right now and yeah. uh, not a team that I would want to face in the in the first round or second round. So uh, That's what he bet. He bet his team to – he got rid of his team so the second half he can go off. So. Yeah, I mean he's gotten he's gotten pretty fortunate with some of those moves, and uh, you know it's it's paid off. So uh, Carl's team looks looks like the real deal right now. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's who's on the hot seat. 
Love it. Uh, my favorite soundbite. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. Mail time. I just checked the mailbag, and there's no questions. <laughs> there's, there's, it's mail time, but there's no mail. Mail time, but the fellas are lacking. Wow. It must be it must be coming via the it must be coming via the mail like the post someone put a put a letter in the mail for me. We just we hate to see it. Um, I guess the guys are getting just really upset by how great Austin's questions are, and uh, you know rather than just come up with their own great questions to be featured, they just decided to throw in the towel. So you, you hate to see the fellows running from the grind like this. You really do. Maybe we maybe we. Uh... Maybe we be a little passive and post it a few days earlier. Uh, maybe we post it on Sundays, moving uh, once on Sunday, and then we post it again so that. Or, or hear me out, the fellows just, just be better. I've, I've noticed. I've noticed our lot is a very short-term memory lot, and so I've found that we've actually had better mm-hmm. results posting it the same day because then it's like right there. Whereas, like if you post it on like a Saturday or Sunday, then we're gonna start messaging. You know, through the games on Sunday, and then the link gets lost, and no one ever does it. So, fair. Maybe that's we just me. Per- that's me personally. I'm happy to start posting it early. But Maybe I've, we've posted I've as well. We've or better results when we're when we're pretty last minute. Maybe we that. just keep it pinned as a like a pinned link in our chat because I think we could do that too. Yeah. So, like, we just we do that so that it's it's always there as well, so people don't have to scroll. That could be an option. But uh, Fred, I got, do you I have got a question? If- Oh, oh, oh yeah, I was, gonna, too. I was gonna I was gonna defer to Fred if he had a question. Uh, and if he doesn't have a question, Philly, you're my second choice. Uh well since I got the honor, I am gonna take my opportunity to ask Let's a go. question. And then uh, I guess what is what is your guys' philosophy? Let's have a, a court right here with uh the trading. I wanna know what it is. Is there a Joe rule or is there no Joe rule? Do I deny everything Joe sends, <laughs> or is that ban <laughs> has been He's not Russia anymore. Has that ban been lifted, or are we still kind of ban ban all his moves? What are, what are we doing? Oh here? man, how how did it start? I want to say it started while we were on ESPN. Yeah, and Joe tried to like make an egregiously <laughs> lopsided trade. I think I want to say it was Joe and Brylo. I was going to yeah, makes sense. Brylo was like mailing it in. And Joe tried to like, I think, I think, I can't remember, quite remember, but it, it, like, it, I think it was like a roster dump, like right at the end of the season. Like I feel like it was like right before playoffs, yeah. and he tried to get like a roster dump from uh, from Brylo, who was you know not going to make the playoffs, and it was like it, it was like three or four stars for like three or four mid pack like guys. It was, it was yeah, it was something really egregious, and we and were all like, yeah, fuck. It was that. a little, it was a little sus. And, then, and for all those. And then from there, it was it literally was just like a running gag of like, oh, deny Joe's trade. And then even when he would like post, like last year, he wanted Dalton Schultz from me. Um, or yeah, he wanted he wanted some tight end um, to like stream as an emergency guy. And he was taking like a massive loss and everybody vetoed it just because it was Joe. And so now, so then it just became it just became like a running gag because of that one like really egregious trade. Personally, I, I don't really care. Um, I, I think it's hilarious that he gets so upset about it. <laughs> he really thinks everyone's against him when 
I think he's only had like two or three trades denied. It has to be a rough year, though. I get it. It has to be just a rough year. Bronco fan went all in into fantasy. It's just it's a rough year. I get it. I was gonna say Philly. Do you regret not trading Drake London for Antonio Gibson right now? No. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> you you. I still have it. It's like. I look at it sometimes, and I just kind of oh, like... And first of all, Philly here, when we, y'all talked about trades a couple of weeks ago, y'all talked about how, like, everyone's unreasonable, and, and then oh. my name got brought up, Philly brought my name up, and how I was unreasonable. This was my... This is, quote, this is what I asked. I was like, hey, would you be willing to trade Drake London? That's it. I was thinking Antonio Gibson the whole time. What do I get? Trade requests. Leonard Fournette for Drake London. I was like, okay. get out of this here. Was, this was week get two. This was exactly, week, week two. No, but listen, listen. Go to week two. Go to Drake London for week two. He had scored, oh, sorry, it was week three. He had scored 13 points, 25 points, and 15 points. And Leonard Fournette had scored uh, 15 points, nine and a half points, and 12 points. It was a pretty even trade at that point. Now, obviously, like Leonard Fournette, like, I wouldn't. I didn't expect the Drake London fall off. To be honest with you, I thought it was a pretty fair trade. And then you came back with Antonio Gibson, who was about to be replaced as the starter. <laughs> like he was by a guy that got shot. Yes, got And the shot. worst part was he got shot, and everybody still knew he was going to get benched for, for, for. Or Antonio Gibson was going to get benched for him. But it didn't happen. He, it Gibson hasn't was, happened yet. It hasn't yeah, but, happened. Yeah, but Gibson is not a reliable reliable source. I still don't want Gibson on my team. I don't need a bunch of people on my team that I can't trust to put it in the lineup all, every week. All what I was doing, I was trying to trade a bench player for a bench player. You were trying to trade a starter, Leonard Fournette, for Drake London. That's at, the time, Drake at, London the time, Drake, at the time, Drake London was a starter. But and you, you were like, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep, moving. I'm gonna keep, t- I'm gonna keep yeah. hearing offers for Antonio Gibson. And I'm like, all right, you're going to keep hearing offers. I dropped him like the him. day after. <laughs> No, I do regret dropping him though. Yeah. All right. My question: You could trade for him. You could trade for him. I'll give you Drake London for him. (laughs) Hey, hey, listen, Gino's got him. He's looking to wheel and deal. So (laughs) he is. I know. I know. He. I don't think I'm in his good. I'm still open to trade offers. I'm still open to trade offers. So um, trade. Trade yeah. Gino Anyways. a bag of chips for Travis Kelsey. If if you could get a beer with any character from any comedy movie in history, the character, not the not the actor, the character, who would it be? Damn. It would be Brendan from Step Brothers. AKA Will Farrell. Because he probably would give me wine from the Catalina wine mixer instead of beer. So I'm just gonna say I, I'm just gonna say Brendan from uh Step Brothers. I like his imagination, his style, his uh his uh determinist to uh, how determined he is to uh to just convince his psychologist, whatever she is, to date him. I like that. I like a man with determination. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Jeff Portnoy, um, Jack Black's character from Tropic Thunder. Oh, my God. oh man, that's a good one. That's like, 
Think of vodka Red Bull I, as a I beer. Was gonna, I was gonna say Robert Downey Jr., but his character in the movie was really weird. Like yeah, he was. He was just like a really weird, like method actor. And so I was like, uh, maybe that's not the maybe that's not the play. My my runner up, my runner up definitely comes from Tropic Thunder, though. It's Les Grossman, Tom Cruise's character, <laughs> the guy who funds the movie. Oh my god! Um, so th- those gonna, are my top two right there. I'm gonna say Nick Cage from The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Mm, I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? I really enjoyed it. I I thought I thought it was like the Nick Cage in his best form of himself, which mm. is himself. Because he, he, he playing himself. He po- I mean, he pokes fun at himself. Like it's, it's uh, Pedro Pascal's in it. I mean, it's a good movie. Uh, I watched it on. Uh, funny, I Kiefer, I watched it on the, the flight home from Germany. So, oh, no yeah, it's a good, good, good movie. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna go the Kiefer out and choose two as well. I'm gonna go. Um, so they're they're different nights. They're different experiences. <laughs> So the crazy party night of Billy Madison, hands down, dude's rich, he's got a pool, he likes to party. That's the guy to get a beer with. And then if I need a more chill night, but still, you know, just get into some stuff, go on Ricky Bobby. Bobby. That would be a chill night either. <laughs> Ricky, I feel like Ricky Bobby would go to like a pool hall, we'd shoot some pool, we'd say some ridiculous shit, it'd be fun. He'd fight a French guy. But I feel like I feel like Billy Madison, like I'd wake up at like noon the next day naked by his pool and have no idea what happened. So Wow. Well, this was a great mailbag, fellas. Thank you for doing this. Thank you, Philly. Yeah, no problem. Well, that that pretty much concludes our show for this week, guys. Thanks for uh this was a, I think this was a good, a good show as well. Felt good coming out of this one, you know. When you have those, those instant reactions, uh, post episode. I think last week we had a good episode, and I think this week was another really good episode as well. So, Fred, thanks for, thanks for making time. I, I know you have a busy schedule and sometimes early mornings uh, with work. So, thank you for being here. And uh, guys, pleasure as always. Um, and you know what they say. Keep your standards low and your expectations lower. And we'll see you next week. Dolly.